What's up, everyone? Welcome to the Alex De Silva podcast. We hope you are well and having an amazing day, afternoon, evening, wherever you are in the world. And welcome to another episode. Remember to like, subscribe, and leave a comment on whatever platform you're listening. Now, let's get on with the show with your host, Alex De Silva. Hello, everyone. We are live. Welcome to another episode. It's always so nice to do this. I love doing these podcasts because it's um, it's such a nice opportunity to share an experience, um, to share something that's kind of going on for me. And as I'm discovering more and more, it's not just for me, it's for all of us, you know, all of us around the world, all of us who are going through you know, this called a requiner journey. All of us that are struggling mentally, physically, spiritually. I, today I want to talk about, you know, just kind of where I am, but also I want to share uh, some more solution-based uh, discoveries. Discoveries. That's what I want to share today, some discoveries. So as a lot of you know, I went into hospital in September, was diagnosed with called Requiner Syndrome, had my operation, came out 25th of September, woke up, couldn't walk. As of today, which is 19th of January, 2024. So in 24 now, so this is almost four months. So in four months, I went from waking up completely paralyzed from the waist down to now training four times a week in the gym to doing my kind of daily exercises, which kind of helps with the motor skills. So building the strength of all the muscle that I've, that where I've lost the muscle, where things have switched off. So doing all of these things, really kind of getting back into, into that 110%. So not even what I was before, because that doesn't exist anymore. That's gone. It's rebuilding this this better version of myself and one of the things that i've discovered you know throughout my life throughout everything that i've kind of been through i i've faced a few challenges in my life i had a very rare condition when i was younger i had chicken pox as millions of us do um as you know when we're children and i had that when i was little overcame that all good and i got it again for a second time and this time i got the chickenpox but instead of the chickenpox uh, bursting out outside of the skin which usually does you kind of get all the pimples and you know everything is kind of scabs up it burst inwards so it burst inside my body so all all down my throat all inside my body um and I couldn't couldn't eat, couldn't drink for uh, 10 to 12 days, something like that. And um, because it was so rare, and this was in 1991, 1990, 1991. So I was probably about 10 years old. Uh, thankfully, as since I was a kid, I've always been very strong. I've always had good appetite. I've always eaten very well. And um, but I was hit with this. Um, and yeah, couldn't eat, drink, 
for for 11 days. Wasn't really sleeping because I was in so much pain and I was struggling so much as well. Um, and it was really tough, really, really tough journey. And move forward, you know, I overcame that. Thankfully, thank God, this doctor who I've never seen again after um, saw me and my mom. This was literally like the last scenario. We had been through every single hospital doctor in my city in Brazil. I used to live in a city called Londrina in Brazil. And we were waiting, obviously, to be seen by somebody. We were in another A&E hospital. We had been there. I think this, this was like the second, third time we had been there. And this guy saw us and he went, come in here. He dragged us into this room. He kind of examined me and he said, this is what he's got. It's extremely rare, but give him this, this and this. And honestly, within days, I was, I was recovering was good and I could eat again and I could drink again. And as soon as I could do that, that was me. I'm good as gold. I recovered and I was literally brink. I was fainting because I wasn't eating or drinking. I kept having, obviously, um, I had an IV obviously to get kind of vitamins and minerals and things inside me, but that wasn't really enough. And I was losing weight and, you know, and I was getting very, very weak, very, very weak. Um, and we were extremely poor. Like I wasn't being driven around anywhere. We actually had to walk to get buses and everything else. I literally, my body was going. I was, you know, it was, it was, it was uh, really scary. Very, very scary. Um, but I overcame that. And then came to kind of, you know, um, for kind of teenage years, all the way up until probably I was about 35. I was kind of struggled with various forms of, of addiction, food, alcohol, sex, drugs, uh, over the years, it kind of just got worse and worse and worse. And then pretty much it just became a combination of everything. And for about 10 years, I, that was kind of my life. That was pretty much my life. And I, um, yeah, I had two overdoses and, you know, I was pretty much living to die. I'd lost complete hope of life really. Um, always wondered why am I here? What's the purpose of life? I'm sure many of you ask that as well. And sometimes we do, right? It's like, what's the purpose of this life? It just seems like it's, you know, there is so much chaos in the world, you know, because we're constantly being fed fear and war and drama and virus and blah, 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 blah. And oh my God, next thing, you know, you're going to die and this is going to happen. And so we're kind of like, why am I here? Why am I living? Surely this is not how life is supposed to be. And I always used to ask these things like, surely this is not life like this is not how life's meant to be we're not meant to be here we're not meant to 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 birth into this planet to suffer that's not how life is it's not and trust me i didn't believe it for years i used to think that this sucks so for me like any excuse to kind of go i'm i want to check out of this i would do i would numb myself in mind in body in spirit I would drink alcohol, I would eat food, I would do drugs, I would use porn and sex and, you know, just be in all sorts of different relationships, you know, being very promiscuous as well from a very young age. And again, that pretty much almost took my life, you know, until I found recovery. And I've been in recovery this year, 2024, will be eight years in June, 12th of June, I'll be eight years clean and sober. And, you know, and then I've done a ton of healing loads of healing work i've done plant medicine various i've done breath work i've done meditation i learned from a buddhist monk 
you know, about mindfulness meditation. I came into a 12 step program, which that in itself, whether you're clean and sober or not, I highly recommend reading that book, understanding it. It's such an incredible book to read and understand, like just things that you can do for your life just to make your life better as a coach, as well as a wellness coach. Honestly, it's phenomenal. It's incredible. It's such a great tool to life. It really, really is. It's such a great tool to life. Highly recommend you reading it. Alcoholics Anonymous 12-step program. Great book. We've got about four or five of them here in the house because as you do, you kind of go through them as you're in recovery. And I've, you know, I sponsor, I coach and, you know, I do all sorts of things. But one of the beautiful things about the 12-step program is it, it helps you in that healing process, helped me in that healing process. And I ended up going into recovery because I said enough's enough. It's, I had two choices for me. And this is how kind of how I am in life. I either give myself two choices. You're all in or all out. That's it. There's no in between for me. I tried the in between. I don't like it. It's not for me. It's like, you know, when we get man flu, I either want to have the flu or I don't want to have it. I really, and I don't like using the word hate, but I hate that in between stage, which is, you know, a lot of people call the man flu. Just give me the thing or not. Like, that's me. <laughs> Just like, either have it or don't. I don't care about the in-between stages of, of things. So for me, one of the things I've also had to learn because of that is patience. Because there are certain things in life where you're going to be in that between stage. And I'm in that in-between stage. And I've been in these in-between stages when I went from, you know, being really, really ill as a kid, almost dying into kind of that in-between stage of finding, you know, recovery, finding a solution, and then eventually that doctor, and then boom, you know, got recovery, and I was fantastic, you know, and I've always been very strong, very healthy, very positive, and, you know, and just kind of just, you know, take challenges on. I'm just one of these people. And, you know, and I've struggled through life. I grew up very poor, grew up in, you know, very, very humble beginnings, you know, life. It's not always been been easy. There's been always been challenges, but one of the things that I've discovered is exactly that kind of mentality. You go all in or you go all out. You know, I don't have the time, you know, and sometimes I've been I've had to learn that in between stage. Now, the importance of that in between stage is that's for me, as I've learned, is the growth area. So, you know, you're kind of all out, all in, which let's twist it, positive or negative. Either way, however way you want to look at it, there is the in-between stage where we go from a negative experience, because that's what a lot of this is. These are just experiences. We go from negative experiences into something positive, whether it's illness, whether it's mental illness, whether it's recovery, or you know whether you're building something, whether you're creating, whether you're manifesting. This applies to everything because when you look at anything in life starts from a problem generally there's some kind of problem something that needs to be looked at even if you're doing healing work if you're starting a business if you're learning something if you're doing you know uh if you're coming into recovery or if you're currently sick or ill mentally physically spiritually whatever it may be so there's always a problem that's the negative part of things there's always a problem and then what do we want to get out of this? We don't want to sing in this bad part or negative or sick or illness or suffering. We don't want to sing in that. That's not who we are. And this is where a lot of the times we question life. We question things in here. 
this is kind of that part that I've learned. This is the part where we can really look at how things are. And if you don't and you try to run or leap into the positive, you're going to miss the things that are really going to help you to benefit you in the positive. Why? This is why that middle part is so important. Because when you're suffering through something, you're really struggling with something, you've got to be able to go into the, the reflective part, the action part, the part that helps you to truly get into that negative part, which is the part where it's growth, the real growth area that makes you the best version of you, which a lot of us, a lot of you, a lot of times me, wanted to leap past those those areas when you're doing healing when you're struggling when you're suffering you just want the solution now 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 nobody wants to work for anything nowadays and it's becoming a bigger bigger problem because what's happening is these experiences will only bring you back to the negative because you haven't spent enough time looking searching finding reflecting into the reasons why you're here in the first place. If you don't understand why you're suffering and you're trying to leap into a positive, it's only going to be temporary. Then you're going to get thrown straight back into that. Why? Because you haven't done the work. The work is the in-between phase. And the in-between phase is the bit where you've got to grind. You've got to grind. It sucks. It sucks. It's shit. It's painful sometimes. Sometimes it's a short journey. Sometimes it's a medium journey. Sometimes it's an ongoing journey, but it's not always, it's not constant. But the difference between being able to look at something to be able to then reach that goal where you become a better version of yourself, this is where you do the reflection. This is where you go into what I've written down today. And let's start through this mindset. Mindset is one of the most important things that you must master. And this takes, this is over time, by the way. And, and I hear people, you know, I, I, because of the coaching stuff I do, I do breath work, I do meditation. I, you know, I teach people how to become a better version of themselves. And, you know, I'm not one of these people that, you know, are like, oh, in 30 days, you know, you can achieve this. Sure, there is, there are certain things that you can achieve very quickly, very quickly. But this is an ongoing journey. And I think a lot of people get misled that they think in 90 days you're going to achieve this, in 60 days you're going to do that. No. And I never say this to, to my own clients. And I work with with very selective number of people for one reason. Don't waste my time and don't waste yours. Because if you are not willing to go through that journey from negative to positive, don't waste my time because you are going to need to put a lot of work in. And why do I say that? Because I've been through it. I'm going through it again now with this quarter requirement. Waking up completely paralyzed to now being able to walk. I'm on crutches at the moment. But I feel amazing. Don't get me wrong. I struggle because I'm having to use crutches. And there are some times when I just want to run after Junior or, you know, play with Ruby or do something with the children. Or I just want to go and walk somewhere. I just want to go into town. I just want to go to the gym or I just want to go and do something, go and grab a coffee. I can't do that because I can't walk very far at the moment. I'm getting better every day, but I'm doing that middle part. This is where I am at the moment. I'm at the rebuilding stage. This is where I am. I went from waking up paralyzed, which is obviously the negative. It's not really negative. Thank God the ops went 
fantastic when perfect no injuries no 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 permanent damage or anything like that which is great everything seemed to have gone really well so grateful really thankful for that amazing but i'm now paralyzed from the waist down what do we do so i'm in that middle phase and that's what i've been doing for the almost four months is planning every single day the things that i need to do to get to my end goal my end goal isn't a date my end goal is an ongoing goal for me to be the best version that I can be. But nonetheless, it's a goal. It's a daily goal. And every single day I'm doing this to become better. And do I become better every day? Yes. I was talking to my wife just yesterday and I'm getting up and down off the sofa. A lot of the times I don't really need to use anything anymore. Like I'm getting so strong with my legs now. I can get up off the sofa easily. Whereas before, when I first came home, I had a Zimmer frame and I was struggling to pull myself up with the Zimmer frame. Like that's how weak my body was. And I've always been very strong. I've always trained. I did martial arts for many years. I did CrossFit for years. I've done weightlifting. I've always done some kind of, you know, training. So my body's always, you know, been been fairly strong. I've always been very active. I've always liked competition. So I've competed in CrossFit and martial arts. I've always done different things because I just enjoy it. So, but this middle part is is the bit where, which is where I'm at at the moment. And I call that the rebuilding phase. So when you're going from suffering of any kind, and I've had to go through this with, as I said, when I was a child, in recovery, in my healing journey, I've been through that, discovering what that problem is. What's the problem? This is the problem. And this is where I'm at at the moment. Quarter Aquinas syndrome, need to recover from that. Brilliant. Okay, what do we need to do? We need to understand what my issues are. And for those of you who have been following from the quarter Aquina groups, thank you. I love you. I'm so grateful because I'm sharing this journey. And I know that every single one of our journeys are so different, but keep listening. And there is a reason why. Because one of the things that I've discovered and continue to discover throughout all of these journeys, all of these journeys is very interesting mindset number one thing you have to master your mindset and again it's ongoing why because the mind is the most powerful thing on the planet and it's the most powerful thing that gets inside of you it keeps everything 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 alive your mind and your heart two things most powerful things you kill either one of these off you are done everything else you can pretty much live without but these two things are the most powerful things. So pay attention. The mind. You have to train yourself to focus, to focus every single day in the recovery that you want to achieve. Every single day when I wake up, this is how much I'm focusing on it. I'm just going to give you an example. I dream I dream about walking freely now. I see myself, even in my dreams now, I walk. My right foot, so my legs, as I said, from the waist down, everything switched off. My foot dropped, everything can't move anything. Now, my right foot getting stronger and stronger every single day, starting to move. Spoke to the physio the other day, and he said, you're not really going to need a splint for that much longer. I used to have a very long splint that went all the way up my legs. Now, I've got these, if you can see on the video, I've got these small little things that just go around my ankle. This goes around the shoe or the trainers. 
and just lifts my foot up a little bit so I can walk. That's how far I've come to literally not being able to get out of bed to now having to wear these big old massive splints that just kept my foot, you know, in, in that kind of 90 degree position or whatever that, that position so I could walk to now having to wear these. Why? Because I'm working every single day to build the muscles that help me to walk freely. So one of the things that I said to myself in mind is I envisioned myself, what's the end goal for me to walk freely, 100%, to go back to running. I enjoy running, to be able to go training, to jump, to do squats, to have weights on my back, to be able to build myself up to how I was, the things that I could do before, but much better, a much better version of, of, of myself, a much stronger version of myself. Why? To ensure that this never happens again, to ensure that I'm building a strong body. But it has to start with the vision, seeing, seeing myself every day. When I was in hospital, I used to tell myself when I was in bed, when I'd go to the toilet, when I'd go for my walks, I would say to myself, my body's healed. My body's healed 100%. And I learned this from a book by Dr. Joe Dispenza called uh, You Are the Placebo. If you haven't listened to it, go listen to it. It's amazing. And he talks about it there. He is also another example of someone when people say, oh, you know, we're all different, you know, blah, blah, blah. I get it. We are all different. But you don't understand who you are. Because if you knew who you were, who you truly are, you'd know that anything is possible. And I've been a testament to this throughout my whole life. So I understand how powerful I am. I know who I am today. And Joe Dispenza, Dr. Joe Dispenza talks about it in his book too, where he says he was doing a triathlon. He got hit by a car. He got dragged down a road in this car. He ended up basically his whole spine, everything from, from the neck down, he would have been pretty much completely paralyzed. They were going to fuse his spine. They were going to do all sorts of different operations. And he said, no. I'm going to heal myself. He shipped himself home, no operation. They kind of fixed him, I guess, as best as they could. He went home and within a month, he had already healed and fixed his body. How? The mind. The mind is the most powerful thing that we have. It tells every, it sends every single signal across your entire body. Lifting your eyebrows, moving your ears if you can do that, breathing, talking, moving your eyes, opening, closing your eyes, opening, closing your mouth, taste, everything, moving your fingers, your toes, everything, going to the toilet, bowel, bladder, your stomach, how everything works, it's in your brain. Just really focus on thinking the capabilities of your brain. When you understand the power of your mind, what your brain can do, you will start to realize that you can do anything. You just have to focus enough of it to make it happen. And this guy healed his body. I was listening to this audio book. I couldn't run around anywhere. I wasn't going anywhere fast because I couldn't go home until I could do stairs. So I was going to be in hospital for a while. So what did I do? Every single day I did my exercises and I would focus on healing my body. I would tell myself every single day, even today, I say to myself, my body's healed. My body's healed. My body's healed. Every single thing, my feet, my legs, my muscles, my caudal recliner, the nerve, the caudal recliner nerve, 
that is healed 110%. It works perfectly. It's in perfect condition. And I say to myself, the herniated disc that caused the caudal recliner, that was a medium um, degenerative disc, it's now healed 110% and it's functioning perfectly. My spine is healed and perfectly aligned and functions 110%. Do you understand all of these? And I say this to myself every single day. And where am I now? I am now healed. My body is at the rebuilding phase. So every day I'm rebuilding. I'm still telling myself these things to the point now where my brain understands this so much that I dream about it. I dream myself running the other day because my left foot is taking a little bit of time for it to wake up. But my left, my left toes in my dream started just moving, started moving, my foot started moving. And it was just a signal to me to say, don't worry, it's happened. You're good. It's already there. And I believe it. I know it is because everything else is working. So why not? And this is the thing when you understand, when you can see it and you can focus on it 110%, you can make anything happen. And I hear people say, oh, you know, it's not my journey, this blah, 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 blah. I had somebody yesterday, I shared, you know, one of one of the episodes of this incredible woman. If you haven't listened to it, go listen to it. It's, it's the previous episode, Lydia. Go listen to Lydia's episode and even everybody else that I've previously interviewed. This is the difference with all of them, is that their mindset is different. They want to recover. They don't want to have that life. They don't want to have this life of misery. They don't want to suffer. So they don't go into the victim. Because here's the thing. You have two choices. Negative, positive. It's that simple. It's that simple. So you either choose to accept that this is your life and that's how your life is going to be until the day you die. Or you say, no. That's not going to be my existence. I don't accept that. I'm going to do everything that I can to become the best version of myself. Go and read You Are the Placebo or listen to it on Audible, which is what I did. You will see there are now thousands and thousands, if not millions of cases of people that have done this. Somebody said it to me in one of my posts there is a number of people, even in those groups, in the quarter requiner groups. There was a guy from India. There was another. In two years, they did all the work. They worked hard every single day because they didn't want to live that life. They made a conscious decision in the mind. The mind is the most powerful thing. They visualized where they were going to be and they became it. Dr. Joe Dispenza paralyzed from the waist down go watch some of his videos there are millions and millions and millions of views on his videos he tells his story go and listen to it honestly you will see for yourself when people think that this is how your life is it's not it's not this is what you believe it is so you've become that you've become that and i challenge you i challenge you listening doesn't matter what you're struggling with quarter requirement mental mental illness you're suffering from a disease you've got cancer doesn't matter what it is i challenge you to change that mindset it doesn't matter but i challenge you to change that mindset because what have you got to lose what have you got to lose you are where you are so what have you got to lose ask yourself that question be really honest with yourself Allow yourself to get angry. Call me whatever names you want to call me. I don't care. 
but challenge yourself to do something different. I challenge you to do something different. I challenge you to start to see who you can become. Because it doesn't matter what the doctors say. It doesn't matter. The doctor, the physio said to me, even the NHS physio that comes to my house, the community physio, she said, well, you know, your left foot might not, you know, recover fully. And I went, absolutely not. It's recovering fully. It's already recovered 110%. Everything else is just, things are just happening the way that they're meant to. That's it. It's happened. It's already happened. I know it is because I can see myself. I can see my, I've already told Lydia. I said to her, she said, in two years, you'll be running a marathon with me. I went, I'm in. Let's do it. I'm in. I'll make that commitment. I'll run the next marathon with you. She's running a marathon. She's been through it. And her journey was seven years ago. Since then, she had five other operations on her spine. She's running the marathon this year in April. It's the mindset. She didn't accept that journey. She said, no, I'm going to do more. And she's achieved it. And people go, well, you know, all of our journeys are different. Of course they're different. But the outcome, it can be whatever you want it to be. Do you understand that? You have to understand that part. All of our journeys are different. None of our journeys are ever the same. Doesn't matter what it is. I've been in recovery. I've suffered from mental health, stress, depression, anxiety. I tried to commit suicide uh, twice. I've had overdoses. I've had a number of things happen to me throughout my life. I've been through it. And trust me, I've been into the depths of, of, of hell and I've come out of it because in the end I went, this is shit and I'm not going to live this way. Absolutely not. And as soon as I made that decision, I did something different. What was it? I did that middle part that sucks. It sucks, but it's the hard work because I said to myself, surely this is not it. Surely there's more to life. Surely there's more that I can achieve. Surely there's more that I can be. This can't be it. Surely not. And trust me when I tell you, when you do that middle part, which is where you've got to have patience, but you've got to do the work, which is the believing. We did the seeing, seeing who you want to, who you want to be, the life you want to live. Where do you want to go? What are the things that you want to experience? And when you can see those things, you then start to believe it. How? by doing the work when you do that middle part you do the work every single day and you just keep it in the day some days i have great days some days i have really tough days where i've got to pick up this crutch and it gets on my nerves and i have to walk and i can't just do things by myself it sucks and it hurts and it is emotionally, sometimes it can drain me, but these things are okay. It's okay to go through this. It's okay to struggle. It's okay to, to feel pain. It's okay to go, for Christ's sake, come on. But it's the middle part. And But you know what that part is doing? It's making you stronger. It's making you more resilient because if you don't give up, and you keep doing everything that you are meant to do, you're just going to succeed. You're going to continue to succeed because you wake up the next day and you didn't give up and you continue doing the things that you were meant to do. And if you stay focused every single day, keeping it simple, keeping it really nice and simple, just keeping it in the day, that's all we have is just the day. 
My goal is to now run this marathon with Lydia. My goal is to, you know, become, uh, 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 you know, um, a successful businessman, an entrepreneur, an investor, a healer, an author, best-selling author. These are my goals now. Now that I'm rebuilding to have a podcast that is going to reach tens of millions of people every single episode. These are my visions every day. And I say these things two, three times a day to myself. And they're coming true. Every, they're already true. It's here. It's happening. Look, I'm doing this now. So the manifestation part is that next part. It, and this is why that middle part part of the journey from negative to positive to reaching a goal is so important because it's the manifestation part. Some things are going to come to you very quickly. Some things are going to take a little bit of time. But the thing is, keep trusting yourself. Keep trusting the process. Keep seeing. Keep believing. Keep doing that work every single day. For those of you suffering, we're called a requiner. The nerve, because it traps the nerve, the cooler requiring a nerve, it stops the blood flow, it stops the oxygen. So what happens? It switches everything off. But when something's switched off, it doesn't mean it can't be switched on. Switch it on. Use your brain. Switch it on. This is what I do every single day when I say to my foot, it happened now. Is, look, I'm not even, I'm, I'm just about to tell you, I say to myself that my foot is going to move. What happens? My foot, my left foot, it starts to twinge on the inside. The nerves are there because it knows it has to move. It's operating. The operating system's working. It may not be at the level that I want it to be, but it's working. And this is the thing. You've got to look for the smallest little details. You have to look for the smallest details because when you can see something, you can see it happening, you can feel it happening, it's happening. It just means that we now have to work to rebuild this, which is that middle part. It's the rebuilding phase to where you want it to be. And this is that part of the manifestation, which is so important, because when you're going through this, you have to do the work every single day in order for yourself to heal. And if you're going through the quarter requirement, heal yourself, forgive yourself, let go of the anger, the frustration, experience it. Sure, experience the anger, experience the frustration, do whatever you want to do. I hear people going, oh, quarter requirement took my life away. It's you. Quarter requirement happened to you. You took your life away because you haven't given yourself any other option. You haven't done anything else. You haven't done anything else long enough for you to know whether it's worked or not. I don't know. I'm assuming. But I can see with a lot of people when you can see it, when people talk and when they share stories, where it's a lot of people who have just given up. And you can see those who have given up, but they're dying for a bigger hope because they reply to all the positive posts and they go, thank you so much. You've given me so much hope. You're really helping me. I'm so grateful. I needed this. And that's that community because you surround yourself with winners. What do you do? You win. You surround yourself with losers. What do you do? You lose. Why? Because you become that victim. Oh, my poor life. And I'm not going to say, by the way, and I'm not bashing anybody in any way. What I'm saying, because there are some people that it might never happen for them, but it doesn't mean that your life is going to be a misery for the rest of your life. Because, for example, 
I've seen people who have been paralyzed. I've seen people with no limbs. I've seen people from the waist down who go on to live incredible lives, who go to become motivational speakers, who go to become authors. They go and inspire other people regardless of what's happened to their body. Why? Because it's the mind. If you have a mindset that is flourishing, that flourishes, that grows, everything you put your focus into will manifest. Everything. And I'm at the position now in my life where I question everything. And I even, like I said, I challenge you to do the same. Do it because what have you got to lose? What have you got to lose? And people say, oh, you know, it's easy for you. And this is another, it's a cop out. Oh, it's easy for you to say. Not really. I was paralyzed. I was paralyzed from the waist down. And every single day I'm working to become better and better and better. And I'm not going to give up until I get to that position. And it's, there is no other option for me. I could have very easily accepted the fact that this is it and had just given up. But I said, absolutely not. I am not putting this on my wife. I am not putting this on my children. Most importantly, I am not doing this to myself. Absolutely not. No. I am not going to be in a wheelchair. I am not going to be on crutches. I am not going to live that life. No way. No way. I'm already phasing into using one crutch. I can walk on my own. I'm starting to do the things that I said I'm going to do. But what do we have to do is that middle part, which I want to get to the body part, the body part, especially for us going through quarter equina, because the pressure is obviously so tight on the quarter equina nerve, it switches everything off. And when I mean switches everything off, I lost seven kilos of muscle that was just in my legs, literally below the waist. Everything that switched off. I didn't realize how heavy it was. Seven kilos of muscle on my legs switched off. I woke up and my legs were sticks. I was looking at pictures with my wife. My wife took a load of pictures of me through the journey. And we were talking about how my legs are getting so much stronger now. And we were going through some of the pictures because I'm writing a book and I want to have pictures to put on there to show people the journey, what's possible, what you can achieve, the possibilities. And my legs were just sticks. You know, when someone is paralyzed, all the muscles switch off. And I was like, OK, let's switch it back on then. What do we need to do? And this is where I started to work on the body daily practices. This is how it started for me, ladies and gentlemen. I couldn't move. I couldn't get up. My quads, which are the muscles at the front of the legs, they were the only things that were kind of awake. They were pretty much also gone, but they were awake. So I could bring my knees forward, but my legs were like jelly. And I could kind of, you know, shift myself around a little bit, but there was no strength, nothing. Absolutely nothing. Switched off completely. I've always had strong legs. I've always had a strong bum, glutes. I've had big glute muscles. I've always, as my wife says, had a really peachy bum. I'm Brazilian. I've been blessed with a nice bum. It is what it is. I've been blessed. So it's one of those things. And that big, and I also worked at it. You know, I'm 43 years old. I'm going to be 44 years old this year. So I'm not a spring chicken, but I work hard. I work hard to look the way that I do. I look hard to look young. I look hard. I work hard to, to have this lifestyle. I don't drink. I don't smoke. I don't punish my body anymore. I've realized that I don't have to do any of those things. 
And the less and less I do these things, my body started to become better. I started to look younger. I started to look more flourishing. I started to have colors on my face. I didn't have dark circles under my eyes. These things are normal. I'm going a bit gray, but that's it. I can color my hair like it is what it is. It's really not, it's not a big deal. Whereas my daughter says, it's not that deep. You know, there are things that we can change. One of the things I will not do is I will not stick chemicals in my body. Absolutely not. I won't get Botox or any of that stuff because I think, you know, let's, let's uh, age gracefully. And again, you start putting toxins into your body, you're asking for trouble. So look after your body. Look after your body. Work with a physio. Fight to get a physio. Get a physio, either community, NHS, through your hospital, whatever it may be. Do not leave the hospital until they've committed to doing it. They will not do it unless you fight for that stuff. Fight for your rights to get the medica the, 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 the treatment that you need. Fight to get that. And you only do that when your mindset is different. If you've given up on life and you're a victim, they're going to ship you home and you're going to struggle. But it's your own fault. Because you didn't look after yourself. And often or not, when people neglect themselves, when things like this happens, they continue to neglect themselves because they don't spend the time looking after themselves. So the, it just, the journey just continues. And you're only experiencing what you're bringing to yourself. And that's true. That's a fact. And I've done it to myself, by the way. This is stuff that has happened to me. So I'm speaking from experience. I did exactly the same thing. I was 16 stone. 16 stone, which is probably almost 100 kilos. And because I was eating really bad processed foods, I'd eat McDonald's, KFC, I'd eat all sorts of processed foods. I'd smoke, I'd drink alcohol, I do cocaine, I do all different types of drugs. And I'm wondering why I'm 16 stone. I look like I'm, you know, I'm, I'm, I look at pictures of me back then. Now, my wife is insisting me because you look younger. I'm in my 30s and I look younger now than I did back then. Sure, I have some gray, but if I color my hair, I look exactly the same as I did before. When I tell people I have a 26 and a 19-year-old son and daughter, they go, you're not even old enough. People still think I'm in my 30s. I'm not. Thank you, but I'm not. And it's not bragging. It's a fact. Look after yourself and you and things will work out for you. But if you neglect yourself, things won't. So start looking after your body. Your body is your vessel. You are a mind-body-spirit complex. That's what you are. Mind, the most powerful machine in the world. The body is what you carry yourself around there. And if you neglect your body, don't blame anybody else. Blame yourself. It's only you. I've had to come to terms with this, and it's horrid. It's horrible. It's a horrible existence. When you realize that you are the one that has put yourself through this, and you are the one that's going to get yourself out of it, there are two things that happens. You cry. You get upset, you get angry, you get frustrated, but you heal. You start to do the healing work. You start to go through an acceptance. You start to go through forgiveness and you start to man up, woman up, whatever you want to say. You get courage, you get brave, you have faith and you start to do the work. You start to hold yourself accountable because you know you put yourself there and you know that you're the one that's going to get yourself out. No one else. No one else. Stop relying on government. Stop relying on the NHS. Stop relying on medication. Stop relying on things to get you out of the situation. Eat healthy, which is what we're going to get to. Nutrition. Eat healthy. If it has more than one product in it, it's processed. 
processed. I was a vegan for years. I was veggie for years. I found what works for me, which is meat. I'm a carnivore primarily. I eat eggs. I eat all sorts of meat. I eat unpasteurized cheese. I drink unpasteurized raw milk, raw honey, and, and I eat fruit. And I do eat rice because I'm Brazilian. So I've always loved eating rice. So I do eat some rice. But honestly, I have never felt so good in my life. Let's not get ourselves here. And I'm going to be honest with you. Do I like a chocolate? Yes, I like a chocolate. My mum has just come back from Brazil and she'd bought two kilos of Brazilian chocolate. And honestly, they're amazing. I looked at the ingredients the other day and it's got to be about 20 ingredients. But every now and then I'm like, I'm going to eat this. Why? Because I like it. Is it bad for me? Yes. But listen, life is for living. And come on, let's be honest here, okay? I'm all for living healthy. And listen, I, you know, if you can see me on video, you can see I am not fat. I'm generally very muscular. And, you know, I've got a, a great physique. And my physique is just getting better because I am, of course, I will cut out the sugar and stuff like that. So it's not something that I, I eat all the time or I eat forever, but I have a very healthy lifestyle. I eat, I train, I do all of the things that I'm meant to do. Having a chocolate, having a bit of ice cream or, you know, treating myself, is that going to kill me? No. Again, be very mindful of how media perceives things. And I've seen this in a carnivore, you know, uh, community. Don't eat this, you know, this is shit and this is bad for you, blah, 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 blah. And this is going to kill you. Come on, if you eat one or two, it's really not going to, it's not going to crucify your life. You know, I, I see people living until their 90s and, you know, and, and they've had a balanced life. You know, so I think we've got to be a little bit mindful as well, because a lot of the times, remember how powerful your mind is. If you start to consume content that is full of fear, that's what you're going to attract. And you're going to get stressed. You're going to get anxious. You're going to get depressed because you're constantly feeding it. And, and honestly, that happened to me when I came into carnival. You can't eat this. You can't eat that. This is shit. This is bad. Blah, 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 blah. And this has got 100 ingredients. And don't get me wrong, like I'm very mindful, but come on, guys, let's be realistic. One or two little things here and there, it's not going to kill you. Do you know what I mean? Like, let's be very realistic. But for you who's struggling, like me, I've had, I've, you know, I've had a food addiction. I've been addicted to food. I will happily eat a whole pot of Ben and Jerry's. If you left me a few years ago, I would have eaten that kilo of chocolates in an instant. No issues. But now I have a lot more self-control. It's called self-control. Because when you have a strong mindset, because you're constantly working through things and you're doing that healing work, you learn to have self-control. You learn to have a balance. So doing your daily exercises, I go to the gym. Somebody asked me this in the group, so I'm going to share it in the hope that you listen to this episode. What do I do at the gym? I have a chest and triceps workout that I do chest and triceps. I only use the machines because I can't use free weight because of, of obviously having the spinal condition or having the surgery. So I can't really do anything with free weights. And obviously my legs are not strong enough for me to be carrying free weights around. So I do everything in the machine, but I do it with resistance. So as in heavy enough weight that by the time I finish my set, I'm like, okay, I'm struggling a little bit now, but I've been building this. When I first got back to the gym, which was probably about a month ago, 
I started really, really light. And then I've been building gradually and gradually and gradually. This is what you have to do. Don't try and go benching or, you know, lifting very heavy weights. Gradually start, but push yourself. You are the only person that's going to push yourself. Unless you have a coach that's doing it for you, you're the only person that's going to push yourself. So set yourself your limits and start to in incrementally and slowly increase the weight over time. So chest and triceps is one of the workouts that I do. Why? Because having a strong trunk, which is the upper body, will help me with the crutches. If you have, you know, a, a walking frame, a Zimmer frame, or if you're on in a wheelchair, having a strong core, these things are important. Back and biceps. This is the next workout. I break it down into this because when you're doing these workouts, you're working these muscles anyway. So chest, triceps, back. So when you're pulling things down, your biceps is also working. So back and biceps. So you work these muscles together. And then the next one is I do a leg workout. Now, for us, people who have suffered with called a recliner syndrome, working your legs is how you are going to walk again. So every single day, regardless of what I'm doing, I do five minutes, five to 10 minutes on the treadmill. I can't walk very fast. I used to walk at a level six or great or whatever it is. It was like you can kind of put up the speed. It used to be the speed five to six. That was kind of like walking speed. I used to run between 10 and 12. If I wanted to sprint, it would be 14 or whatever it is. I'm now walking at 1.2 to 1.5. So that shows the difference to how things used to be to how I am today. But nonetheless, I'm walking. And every single day, Every time I go in there today, I did 1.4. I went back to, I did 1.2 for a little while. Now I did 1.4 and then I'll do 1.4 now, continuing just to do that five minutes and then eventually will increase 1.6 and then it'll go to 1.8 and into two, but so on and so forth. So every time just increase things over time, there's no deadline to this. And I think this is where people get frustrated, including myself, is that we want the results now. We're in a society that we're so spoiled. We're so, you know, we're, we're, you know, we, we, we just expect that people are going to bring things to us and, you know, and, and, you know, we just want things now. And that's not how life is. You've got to work at things consistently. So having consistency is important. The leg workout, five minutes on the treadmill, including all the other workouts, back and biceps, sorry, uh, chest and triceps, back and biceps, and then my leg workout. Every single one of them, I begin with five-minute walk on a treadmill. Or if you can get on a bike, do bike. If I could get on a bike in the gym, I've got a bike here at home that I do half an hour. But at the gym, because the pedals are a bit funny and my, my feet uh, are still kind of moving around, they're not stable enough just yet, I don't do the bike. But if I could, I'd probably sit on there for about 10, 15 minutes. So that's what I do. Next, I then go and do my workout. So for legs, which is kind of focused on the people with called a requiner, the leg workouts that I do, everything is in the machine. So I warm up my legs by doing the walking. Then I hold on somewhere. So I've got, and I do 10 squats three times. So just 10 squats three times, just to warm up my legs and start to kind of engage and fire up the muscles. So the muscles are the glutes, the hamstrings, and the quads, which are everything below the waist. So above the knee. So the, the muscles at the front of your legs are your quads. The muscles behind the legs are your hamstrings. And then you've got your glutes, which are your bum. 
Now, why are these muscles important for you to build them? Because these are the muscles that keep you upright. These are the muscles that help you to walk, that help you to stand up because everything then is attached to, to your back. So it keeps you at an upright position. But also, as you build and tighten those muscles, stops you from shifting your hips. If like me, when I first started walking, my hips, I was doing like a chicken walk where I would, you know, just my hips will kick out as I'm walking because all the muscles had switched off. So my hips have got no control. So what you're doing is you're tightening and building those muscles up. So your, your pelvis, your hips are in a nice stable position. And that's what, that's why doing leg exercises are so, so important. If you want to rebuild your muscles, if you've suffered from quarter requiner and your muscles have switched off. Now, if you're in a position where I was back in September, you have to start way before that. You cannot start going to the gym and doing weights. Absolutely not. I started by going, starting on a, they call it a Sarah steady. Sarah steady, I think it is. And you just lift yourself up. You basically lift yourself up into this, into this machine or contraption. And you basically just stand there. And the exercise they gave me to do is just rocking back and forth and then side to side. And then just very slowly starting to get myself up and down again into that squat position. So you can do that if you've got somewhere where you can hold on to both both hands and you've got stability. So you're not going to fall backwards or anything like that. You can hold on with both your hands and you can start to just slowly sway yourself from side to side, start bringing that motion, start building, start activating those muscles. And in time, which happened to me within like the first two weeks, I then started to rebuild because I started to do the squats and which starts to then activate the muscles. As I started to do squats, it started very little and I started to build and I was doing more and more squats, more and more and more. I think in the end, I ended up doing like 50 a day. This is in a hospital before I could even walk, but I was holding on to something. So obviously it wasn't just like, you know, like proper full body squats. I had obviously support because I couldn't really, but it worked. The muscles were still working. So anything that you can do assisted, do it. So do these things because it will build. The next phase I went into was stepping, learning to step, stepping forward. So I would step forward with my right foot 10 times. Then I'll do it with the left. Then I'll do a sidestep with my right foot. I'll do that 10 times. Then I'll repeat the left. Then I'll do a back step 10 times. I'll do it with the right. Then I'll do it with the left. And I did these exercises for every single day without fail, every single day. And then I also did the squats. And you just start to build. If you're working with a physio, the physio will give you these things to do. And eventually you will start to see that your muscles will start to rebuild and you will start to rebuild the strength in your legs. Now, for people who, who have completely switched off, I take it back a step even further and I will go back into the mindset of telling your body to wake up. Go back that far. You don't have anything else to do. So focus 10 20 minutes, half an hour a day, every day, three times a day. If you've got 10 minutes, everybody has 10 minutes. Everybody has 10 minutes a day. If you've got 10 minutes, do that in the morning, do it at lunchtime whilst you're cooking yourself some lunch, and then do it before you go to bed. When you first wake up, when you have lunch, when you go to bed, 10 minutes each time. That's half an hour a day. Everybody in 24 hours, you have half an hour. And that's what I did. 
every single day. I will tell myself when I go to the toilet, when I go and have some food, when I'm sitting down, when I'm doing breath work, if I'm doing a meditation, I will kept it. I kept telling myself, my body's healed, my body's healed, my body's healed. All of the things that I said before. And you start to create and manifest and then eventually you start to feel. And, and what happened with me is I started feeling little tingling sensations, just the nerves, like almost like the nerves were waking up, started feeling these like buzzy sensations. And then eventually here we are. Now I'm at the gym where I'm doing these exercises. Now, if you're in a position where you're walking with a crutch or you're starting to walk, build those legs because it will help you more. Build those legs. And what I do is I start with the leg press, which is where you sit down because obviously it, it keeps my back um, uh, supported. And then all you do is you put your feet up. And of course, you know, then you can kind of press the weight with your legs. I started, I used to be able to leg press free weights. I used to be able to press over 200 kilos and I used to do that three times 10. I used to do, yeah, about 30. So I used to do 10 times, three times. And in between that, I used to do 20 squats. So that's kind of, that used to be my routine. And then on the machine, I used to do about 100 kilos and do the same because the position is slightly different. So you're working a slightly different muscle. But as of when I went back to the gym, I was doing 30 kilos, 30 kilos. Now I'm up to, I did 60 yes, uh, yesterday or the day before. I did one set of 12 at 60 kilos. So I'm kind of like building the weights back up, but I'm building back up. So I do that leg press, number one. And then after that, hamstring curls, everything at the back of your legs have switched off. Those leg presses are really good because they work on the glute muscles, the bum muscles, and they work obviously on your quads as well. And if you can go deep into the squat and then you're pushing up, it will help you to do that. Then the hamstring curls, which is what I do. And then I do then the uh, leg extensions on the machine. So all machine work. And then once I've done, I go and find somewhere that I can hold myself up and I do some kickbacks, just, you know, bring my legs back to, to again, build those glutes. So there are so many different exercises and I work, I've done training myself for years. So I know how to train my body. If you don't, Speak to a personal trainer or speak to your physio. Your physio will give you the right exercises to do, but do them daily. One of the things that my physio say to me all the time, she's always complimenting me. She's like, honestly, week on week, you're constantly changing. And I said to her, you know, you always really compliment you. She's like, are people just not like that? She went, Alex, I go and work with people and they'll go and do the work once with me and then they don't do anything else for the rest of the week. And they wonder why they never, you know, they never progress and they progress so slowly. She said to me a number of times, and even Lydia that I spoke to uh, in the previous episode said exactly the same thing. You have to do the work. You have to work at it every single day. She said in the first two years, two years are the most important times for you to recover if you've gone through called a requiner. Why? Because this is when the muscles, the nerves, the healing is happening at its fastest rate. This is a specialist nurse. She knows what she's talking about. So listen to the episode. Honestly, she is incredible. Listen to the episode, because this is one of the things that she said in the first two years. It is the most important time for you to do your recovery. So make sure if you're early in do the work. And she said to me, you've had this happen to you in September where you're completely paralyzed and you are where you are now. And by the time we did it, I think we were like just over three months. 
where I'd had the operation, she went, it's incredible. Like your work, ethic, your work ethic is on another level. And I said to her, Lydia, for me, it doesn't feel like that. I don't have a choice, which brings back to the mindset. Don't give yourself a choice. You keep giving yourself a choice that you're going to suffer and this is what your life is. Well, there's your, this is it. Like you're, you're never going to give yourself anything else. So for me, when people say to me, every time someone says to me, oh, so what happened to you? I don't mind talking about it. I love talking about it because it brings awareness to call the requiner. So I want to share the story. So I say, I tell people the story and I say to them, yeah, I was paralyzed. Now here I am. And they're like, oh my God, what did you do? And I'm like, I work out every day. Like I do this work every day. Why? Because I don't have a choice. I want to have a lifestyle where I can go back to, you know, to, to running, to training, to doing CrossFit, to doing martial arts, to doing all the things that I was doing, but better. I'm going to be an even better version of myself. I already am because my mindset is on such a different level because of call to requiner. So when people curse and they, you know, they say, oh, call to requiner, fuck this and fuck that. And I'm like, I am so grateful that this has happened to me. I'm so grateful for this quarter Aquina journey because it's given me this, the next level of who I am as a man, who I am as a person. So I can literally now go, oh, this is the challenge I gave myself. This is the challenge the world gave me. Let's go. You are not going to keep me down. There is nothing on this planet that's going to stop me now. Because I've recovered. This is me. Now we're going to rebuild. And not just that, I'm going to share this story with every single person on this planet. So they also know now how to do it. You've messed this up by giving this to me. now. <laughs> this is how I talk. This is how I say things. This is what I believe. So you think that I'm sitting here crying and going, oh, cool, the recliners ruined my life. I'm like, absolutely not. You've given me this, and now I'm going to share it with every single person on this planet because it doesn't matter what you suffer with. As long as you do this stuff, you are going to succeed. So thank you, Quarter Requiner. I love you. I'm so grateful that this has happened. So here we are, you know, work in the body, do these exercises. Even if you're not struggling with Quarter Requiner, but you're struggling with something else, you're going through the healing, the mind stuff that we talked about, the body, doing your daily exercises, nutrition, stop eating crap food. One of the, I read a study uh, not too long ago that said before we used to consume Anything between five to 10% of our daily intake of food was processed, like 5%. It was like a very, very small amount of our nutrition. Our daily intake of food was processed. Now it's 70%. 70% of our daily intake is processed foods, processed foods. It's insane. And when people say to me, oh, so what do you eat? It's like, I eat twice a day. I go to the gym. I fast in the morning. I do intermittent fasting. I do it every single day. The only thing I have in the mornings is I used to have coffee. Now I have cacao. We have ceremonial cacao, which is pure cacao. I drink it with raw milk. And I either have raw honey in it just to give it a bit of sweetener because obviously it is very bitter or 100% pure maple syrup. I don't buy anything that has anything else in it. It's got to be pure. And I put that in there just for a bit of a sweeter taste. And I drink that. And then I go to the gym. I do my training. And then I'll have some lunch. What do I have for lunch? I have six scrambled eggs. That's what I have, six. And I'm 5'11". I'm 5'11". I'm currently 
Um, I haven't weighed myself since the hospital, but when I was at hospital, I was 80 kilos. So I was 87. So I dropped seven kilos. I must be rebuilding at the moment. So let's say I'm probably 82, 83. I don't really know. But I eat six eggs. I have some raw cheese in there and I season it with some really good salt. And I have bacon, four rashes of, of bacon. That's it. That's it. So high in protein, high in fats, and it's got everything that I need, pretty much everything that I need. And I am lean. I said to my dad the other day, we was having a conversation about nutrition, and I lifted up my top and I said, I'm 43 years old because I said to him, I told him what I eat for breakfast. And he went, oh, my God, if I eat this for breakfast every day, I'd be fat. And I lifted up my shirt and I went, Dad, do I look fat to you? I said, I'm 43 years old. Look at me. And he went, bloody hell. And he saw my physique. And this is me rebuilding. I'm not even where I used to be. And I'm like, I'm already looking better than I used to before. And then for dinner, I'll have a big steak. Sometimes we'll have lamb or whatever meat that you like. Sometimes we have chicken. Tonight, we're going to have a, a nice chicken. And I'll have, you know, I do eat some veg. I love, we love carrots at home. So we'll have maybe some carrots. Um I also love rice. The kids love rice. One of the things I, I will share this with people, carbohydrates aren't all that bad. If you eat the right ones, the single single ingredient carbohydrates, I do like to eat rice. But one of the things that I've learned, there is a recipe out there that if you buy bone broth, not the crap that people have in a bottle, that stuff's garbage, as in the actual pure bone broth, which is when they melt it all down, it comes in in, in a glass jar buy that it's got very few ingredients it's usually bone broth water and salt that's it three ingredients and i buy the one with collagen as well so you obviously you get collagen in there as well which is good for 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 your joints i take two tablespoons of that and i put it in some water and cook that in the rice honestly it's incredible the taste is amazing and also the bone broth is very high in protein because it's obviously pure uh, pure animal protein so it's it, and it's got all the amino acids everything that you need in there as well the kids i feed that to my kids they absolutely love it my son my daughter cannot get this down quick enough my son's two my daughter's five so feed your kids the things that you want to eat feed your kids the things that my son eats four rashes of bacon and if you look like he's and i we see kids his age and he's He's big. He's strong. He's a strong kid. My daughter's the same. She's getting, you know, stronger and stronger. And, you know, she's only she's only five. So, you know, when you start to feed your kids these things, you know, you not only do you feel better, your kids will benefit from it as well. Because everything that, you know, you feed yourself, you feed your children these things. And do we have treats? Yes, we have treats. Sometimes we'll sit here and we'll have some popcorn and we'll watch a movie. Like, come on, like, you know, let's live life a little. Let's enjoy ourselves, right? So sleep is the next one. Sleep is such an important thing. Um, I get between six and eight hours sleep. Nowadays, um, I try to get between eight and ten as much as I possibly can. My daughter is an early riser. She wakes up between six and seven. My son, you know, sometimes wakes up at eight o'clock. Sometimes we have to get him out of bed because he loves to sleep. He's like my wife. Where, with me, if my body wakes up, my body wakes up, I'm good. But six to eight hours, eight to 10, ideally, if you can. If you have young children, as you know, sometimes kind of six to eight is a little bit more realistic, but good quality sleep. And what do I mean by that? Switch your phone off after a certain period of time, switch off any technology in your room. Um, I put my phone on airplane mode 
no one needs to call, contact me. No one needs to call me in the middle of the night. So I put my phone on on airplane mode, and and I leave my phone, you know, on a desk. You know, I, I try to kind of switch things off. We have blackout blinds in everywhere in in the house as well, so we get a good night's sleep. Like our bedrooms are pitch black. The kids' room exactly the same. Our bedroom exactly the same. Create the lifestyle you're going to teach your children as well. This is so important. These things are so important. You know, switch your phone off. You know, before you go to bed, I usually put my phone on silent. I don't really touch my phone, you know, before before I go to bed. I like to kind of watch programs with my wife. My wife and I obviously building, you know, our businesses at the moment. You know, we've got some really great goals for 24. So we're doing some work at the moment. We've got some incredible things happening. So, you know, we do some work together on the laptop. But then as soon as we're done, we switch things off and we just enjoy time together. You know, we enjoy time together. These things are important because sleeping means you're starting to calm yourself down. If you're stuck to your phone and you go to bed and you're staring at your phone, it's no wonder you can't sleep. You have to switch your phone off, you know? And I even, you know, I say it to my wife sometimes, like just get off your phone, put the phone down and just get off of it. Allow your mind, your body to start going into rest. The problem is, is why so many people are always restless. The reason why they're always stressed the reason why they're always anxious is because they're constantly on their bloody phone. And also the reason why everybody is depressed is because you're constantly comparing yourself to other people. Create your own journey. Take these things on board and start to create your life. If you don't create your life, your life will get created for you. And if you're seeing with the things that are happening right now, it's not going to be a happy one. So take control of your life. It's really, really important. So really focus on these things. Daily exercising, nutrition, sleep, rest, take time. I don't train every single day. I do my... my um, you know, my motor skills. So I do like body weight stuff with my legs, you know, like I'll do glute bridges. I do, you know, pelvic floor exercises to make sure my bowel and bladder, you know, are working, you know, perfectly as they used to, you know, I do other glute exercises. I do exercises for my hamstrings, but that's literally me laying on my bed, you know, uh, belly down and lifting my legs up, like, you know, very simple things, walking around, making sure that I'm using my legs. And, and, you know, these are, these are just kind of things, because I think what can happen as well is we get so engrossed in watching TV and just switching off that what you don't realize you're also doing is you're switching your body off. If you're sitting on your ass all day and you do nothing, you are not going to build anything. You're actually decreasing. And one of the things that I read whilst I was in hospital is every single day that you're in hospital, your muscle decreases. You probably lose muscle mass, but up to 10% a day, 10% a day. That's a lot. And I already didn't have any muscles. So I did not have this luxury of laying in bed all day. I had to move to rebuild things. And this is how you do it. Like if you want to have that lifestyle where you can go and do things, you can play with your children, your grandchildren, you know, whoever you are, you want to go and travel or just go for walks and, you know, or running, or you want to challenge yourself, you have to do this work, you've got to do it, it, it there's no negotiation around this. And it, uh, like I said before, you only have yourself to blame. If you're not living the lifestyle that you desire, it's on you. That's it. 
It's as simple as that. It's as simple as that. So make sure also that you're doing sensory work and stretching. What I mean by sensory work, people that have lost sensations on their legs, their feet, their bum, you know, called a recliner, affects us below the waist. One of the things that I am constantly doing, I'm constantly scratching my legs. I'm constantly rubbing my legs. I'm constantly doing exactly the same thing to my groin. I'm doing exactly the same thing to my glutes. I'm doing exactly the same thing to my feet. Why? Because they switched off. And in order for your brain to send the signals down to your legs again, you have to do these things. You have to do the sensory work. And I do that every single day. I do it when I'm sitting down and I'm watching something. As I've been doing this podcast, I've been doing the sensory work. I've gotten so used to it now. I mean, such a daily routine that I now do it because it's gone into my subconscious. This stuff has become my daily life. So I do these things now without even thinking about it. I move and make sure you know that I'm moving into different positions so I'm not sat in the same position all the time, you know. All of these things are very important. Do some light stretching. You know, as you're rebuilding muscle, you will see that things are going to start to get a little bit tight. Just before Christmas, I was sat on a toilet. I was just about to get myself up. I reached down to pick up my my pants and my shorts, and I pulled a muscle on my back. <laughs> and uh, I went, oh, Jesus Christ. And my wife went, oh, my God, are you Okay. I said, yeah, I've just pulled a muscle on my back and started laughing. <laughs> and she knew what I was laughing. She went, well, at least the muscle's awake. So this is the thing that I've learned as well, is to always turn something into a positive. It sucks, don't get me wrong, because it's bloody painful. But thankfully, I've got some painkillers. And I called the uh, I called my doctor as well, and he prescribed me something that was stronger, and he helped me massively. For those of you who are going through quarter equina, you have nerve issues or you have nerve pain, you have any sort of pain, get yourself some strong CBD oil. Strong CBD oil, 40% is, is the one that we have. And there were times when I was getting some, because obviously my feet are waking up and I'm constantly sending the messages down to my feet. I started to get these twitches on my feet that were really painful and uh, they were keeping me awake. So I started to take some CBD no issues gone the pain's gone everything still works perfectly but you know at least it, it helps with with the pain in some more natural way of of pain management instead of shoving fucking pills that you don't know what's in them and they have all sorts of side effects as well that's another thing be mindful about the things that you stick into your body you know if you've got problems with going to the toilet you know i was taking laxido and I would take, you know, for one or two days and I'd be suffering for like a week because these things, the side effects, like it, it just affects you so badly. And I stopped taking them now. And if I need anything, there are certain foods you can have prune juice. There are other things that you can eat that helps you with your bowels. I much rather do that. And I also do the exercises, pelvic floor. I do, you know, glute bridges. I do any form of exercises that are helping me to re-strengthen the muscle on my pelvic you know, the pelvic floors, that kind of pelvic area that is responsible for your glutes and your bladder. And I also do the exercises, you know, twitching the muscles on your bum. And obviously, if you have a vagina, obviously your vagina muscles or your penis, making sure that you try to move your penis in your bottom, your buttocks, you know, your 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 anal muscles. All that, I can do that now. I couldn't do it before. It was all switched off. Now I said to my wife, I was like, oh, my God, I can twitch my bum. <laughs> we were laughing. These things are so important. 
And even if you're not suffering through this, whatever it is you're going through, do the necessary exercises. Take There is something you can take away from this with whatever it is that you're trying to achieve because there is always a solution to these problems. And if you want to, to really recover, do that. Finally, around the body stuff, get a physio. If you don't have a physio, get one. Invest the money because I can guarantee you now, if you're a smoker, you're a drinker, and you eat crap processed foods, if you've got the money to waste on this stuff, or if you're taking drugs, still, you've got the money to invest in these things, invest in a physio. Invest in your health. Invest in making sure that you're strong in mind, in body, in spirit. Because if you don't, again, it's your own fault. If you've got enough money to be blowing a week on these things, you've got enough money because a, a, a decent physio will cost you anything between 50 to 90 pounds per session. I pay, you know, for my physio and because my 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 um, community physio is finished, but I want to continue with the physio until I go to Stoke Mandeville, where I've been accepted as, a, as an outpatient. And I want to make sure that I'm getting the recovery I need. So... I will spend the money every week to have her come here and work with me. And she butchers me. She, she really trains me. And I said to her, you know, my focus is rebuilt because she knows now I'm going to the gym. She's helped me with some of the exercises and, you know, things that I can do. And she's a neuro physio. So she, this is she, what she specializes in, which is the kind of the neuro part, spinal and ensuring that she can get me to do the right exercises. So get the right physio to help you get a neurophysio, which is what I've got. And it's helped me massively. But again, if you're suffering from something else, if you're having issues, get a personal trainer. You want to lose weight, get a personal trainer, get somebody to help you with nutrition. If you don't know the things that you need to do, I will be more than happy. I've got a six week uh, nutrition plan that I can send you for free. It's, I give it out to people. It's just one of these things. I created it. It worked for me. I created it. If you're vegan, sorry, I can't help you. But if you eat meat, I'll give you that. And honestly, you will flourish. And again, personal training. Get a personal trainer. Get a physio. Get somebody to help you to rebuild whatever weakness you have. Because honestly, it's worth the investment. And then I still do everything else, you know, because my, and again, what are your priorities? What are the priorities in your life? You know, question yourself. I invite you to do that. Question yourself, question what's important to you because to a lot of people, and maybe to some of you listening, these things aren't important to you. You just don't care enough, but stop fucking complaining. That's it. If you don't want to invest in having a better life, stop complaining about it. Stop complaining. Stop being in these groups and complaining about it if you can't do things. And there are no excuses. You can go, if you want to use the government for something, use it for their funding. If you want to go and invest in yourself, get a credit card, get a loan. Like if you really want to invest in yourself because you're going to get the benefit out of it at the end, invest in yourself. I've done that. I've invested in myself for my business. I've invested in myself for my health. I've invested myself, you know, in my healing over the years. I've spent thousands and thousands and thousands of pounds, you know, and or dollars, whatever you want to call it, 
in my well-being, in mind, body, spirit, and now my businesses. I'm doing these things because I don't want to live a suffering life. And I'm learning from people also who are very successful in mind, body, spirit, and who are very successful in business, who are wealthy, who are healthy. And when you listen to these people, you see that their mindset are very, very different. These people always look for a solution. They are always looking, how can I improve? What can I do better? How can I improve in the areas where I'm weak? So, and these are the things, the things I'm sharing with you today, the things I'm sharing with you right now, these are non-negotiables for these individuals. And these are the things that have become, have been non-negotiables for me for years. And they have always helped me to succeed. So take these things on board. Finally, the the the, the soulful, spiritual element of, of us, which also helps with the mind. If you want to strengthen the mind and the body, you've got to do things like meditation, 10 minutes, go into a meditation. And when people say, I can't do meditation, it's bollocks. Because if you can shut your eyes and you can sit still and you can focus on your breath, you're meditating. You cannot shut your thoughts off unless you shoot yourself in the face. You're never going to shut your brain off. Your brain is, is, is a machine. It will always create thoughts. It's a creator. It's a creation. That's what it's there. That's what it's designed to do, to protect you and to create, to imagine. That's what it's, and, and it stores information. It stores infinite amounts of information. So you're never going to shut your brain off. That's one of the things. Understand that when you're meditating. Number two, just sit down somewhere. Find a comfortable spot. Sit down, close your eyes, and don't move. Sit still. I Sometimes I, I, I take uh, breath work and, and meditation classes, and you see people fidgeting, and they're scratching their face, and they're fucking scratching their arms. Sit still. What's wrong with you? Do you know, and the reason why people can't sit still because you've never, you don't know who you are. People go, I know who I am or who are you? I'm a teacher. Uh, you know, uh, I'm a man. I'm a woman. Uh, my name's Sally. My name's Jeff. Uh, I'm four. That's not who you are. That's not who you are. You don't even know who you are. It's no wonder you can't sit still. And the reason a lot of people can't sit still because it's the trigger of the fear and ego. It's that side of the brain that wants to keep you alive. You're, you're having, you have to train yourself to come together in calm, in peace, in joy. But if you allow yourself to just simply sit and relax, don't worry about the thoughts. Because when you focus on your breath, which is breathing gently in and out of your nose, if you just focus on your nostrils, the air coming in and out of your nostrils, that's enough. If you lose the focus, bring it back to that. Honestly, it's a game changer. And you're talking to someone that used to think this stuff is hippie stuff. It's like, oh, leave that for the hippies. Leave it for these idiots dancing around hugging trees. That was me. I love hugging a tree. I love the world. I love grounding myself. I love going to the beach. I love sitting in the sun. My daughter hugs trees. I never taught her how to do it. She just walked up to a tree one day when she was little and just hugged it. Because she knows that there is a connection to the energy. The roots of the trees are no different from the roots that we have. We are connected to everything, but you're never going to know that unless you figure it out, unless you go within. And when you go within and you go deep enough to understand that you are everything that is external, everything that you see, touch, taste, smell. And I mean 
everything is connected, everything. But you're never going to know that. And you're never going to believe it until you see it. And that was me. I used to think this stuff was garbage, absolute garbage, until I humbled myself. I stopped being such a fucking idiot. I stopped being so fucking ignorant. And I actually tried it. I said to myself, what's the worst that can happen? And you know what happened? I catapulted myself to a different level. I started to learn. I stopped being so ignorant. I started being kinder. I started being more honest. I started to take things so personally. So when I speak, I am very blunt. I am very open. I am very honest. But it's not from a place of of, of anger or hate or, or anything like that. It's from a very loving place. And truth hurts. So if it's hurt you to listen to some of the things I'm saying to you, good. Because it means that there is something in there that you need to work through. And when you can work through these things, you are healing. If you can just identify that there is an issue there, you've already taken a step in the right direction. So sit, do some meditation. If you're ready to do some breath work, honestly, that was an absolute game changer. Game changer for me. When I engaged myself in breath work, oh my God. It's on another level. Meditation is beautiful and you can go deep. Breath work, not only can you go deep, it takes you to a higher level of consciousness as well. And for some people that struggle with therapy, talking therapy, breath work is phenomenal. Not only that, when you're doing breath work and you're using that focus, that visualization to, for example, to heal your body, so underneath the waist, for example, my, my left foot, I always send signals. I imagine my left foot vibrating, being completely awake, moving, functioning perfectly. And I do the same with my right one, my calves, my, my hamstrings, my glutes, my, my legs, my bowel, my bladder. I'm focusing it all, working perfectly, being stronger than ever, and I'm breathing through it. All of a sudden, I wake up and everything's buzzing, buzzing, buzzing. When I was in hospital, I used to do breath work every single day. And every time I had a different nurse come and sit in the ward, because sometimes they had like uh, they had people which they had to be there for the the sort of like the emergency uh, sort of individuals. Um, a nurse would come up to me as I'm doing breath work, and she'd like, "So are you okay? Like, are you having a, a panic attack? Like, should I get someone?" And I'd open my eyes real quick and go. No, I'm good. I'm just doing some breath work. I'm good. And I'd close my eyes again and I'd continue doing it. And then I'd come and have a conversation with them. And they'd be fascinated by it. They'd be absolutely fascinated by it. And it just became a normal thing. People knew that that's what I'm doing. And people just leave me alone. And, you know, and they saw my recovery. You know, they saw the, you know, how much I leaped forward with my recovery by doing these things. Finally, laugh. Really laugh. Laugh as loud as you can. Enjoy yourself. I try to do it with my kids. I play fight with them. I'm rough and, and tumble with them anyway. I laugh with them. I play with them. I tickle them. And, you know, and, and we watch films and we watch funny things. My wife and I and the two, my two older children, we're constantly sending each other funny videos on Instagram. So we're always laughing. We're always keeping that vibration because when you're laughing, you're sending those signals to the 
you know, from the mind to the body. And when you're creating joy and happiness, how does it make you feel calm? Because when your body's calm, your body's not stressed. Your body's not anxious. Your body's not depressed. And what you're doing to yourself, especially if you're suffering from called a Requina syndrome, if you're stressing your nerves, your nerves are not acting. Your nerves are not growing. Your nerves are not healing. So make sure that you keep yourself in a calm, joyful, fulfilled state. And you only do that when you do everything that I described to you. Engage in these things. If you want to change your life, you have, you have to put the work into it, which is that middle part. It's that middle part that I've just outlined to you. I outlined everything. Two things that I forgot to mention, gratitude and affirmations. Affirm, you, you heard me affirming the things that I say to myself. Affirm the things that you, that you want to become, the things that you already are. And those things, things that you're going to be, things that you already are. I say to myself every single morning, I'm a billionaire. I'm an international best-selling author with 130 million books sold worldwide. I'm a global podcast host with tens of millions of people listening to my podcast every single episode. I'm an entrepreneur. I'm a business owner. I'm an investor and I'm a healer. And I go on to think, to thank my family, my team, the people that make this possible. I'm living it right now. This is who I am. It is it. This is it. I thank my sponsors. I thank my partners. I thank my team. I thank you know, my, my management team. I thank my wife and children. I thank all the people that, you know, that I connect with, all the people that, are, uh, uh, that I want in my life, the people that, the podcast that I'm going to go to. All of these things I say to the, I say, I, I've already said what, I, what I've just outlined to you. I've said this already once this morning. This is the second, third time I already said it. And I'll say it again throughout the day. And I've told you what I say about my body. I'm rebuilding my body. My body is perfectly healed. It works perfectly. It's in perfect function. My bowel, my bladder, my legs, my quads, my glutes, my hamstrings, my calves, my feet, everything works perfectly. My call to require, my, my nervous system is working perfectly. It's perfectly healed. It works perfect function. Everything is healed. My spine is perfectly realigned. My disc is perfectly healed in perfect condition. Because that's what I am. My mind, body, spirit, perfect condition. I'm happy. I'm fulfilled. I'm strong. I attract abundance, gratitude, thanks. It's everything that I am. Use these things. Use these things and feel the energy. Feel the energy. And honestly, the abundance flow, the things that are happening to my life right now. And this is this is me of going through this stuff. And like I said, sure, I have days where I wake up and I'm like, God, it sucks. But it's okay. Like things are okay to suck. You know, like, it's okay. It's okay to get frustrated. I get annoyed. Like, I get annoyed with my children. My wife and I sometimes have words. My life, but that's the perfection of life. Life is perfect. When you see life or what life is meant to be, this human experience 
It's just an experience. But it's an opportunity to make you great in mind, body, spirit. You are here to learn, to grow, to develop infinitely, constantly, always. That's what we are here to do. But when you go inside, when you understand who you truly are, then these things become easy. But when you're sat in fear, in anger, in depression, in victimhood, in the ego, oh, no, and everyone's different. You haven't been through what I've been through. Give a shit. So what? You haven't been through what I've been through. What are we going to measure dicks? Like, how? Like, come on, it's silly. People wanting to start an argument over nothing. I've had this where I've where I've shared positive posts and people are like, it's like some of their comments, I'm kind of like, what do you mean? Like, what do you want from this? I don't really understand. And then because I respond in kindness, they don't really know what to say. But what they're trying to create is an argument because they're in their victim. They're in their fear. They're in their anger. They're angry with the world because this happened to them. So fucking what? It's happened to thousands of us. What do you think? You're special just because something's happened to you. There are eight fucking billion of us here. You are not, you are not a special individual. It's not just you in the world. Wake the fuck up, people. And when you do, I had to do this to myself, by the way. I had to have this conversation with myself. And when I went inwards and discovered how vast this infinite space is, and I realized who I am as this experience in the vastness of what exists, I am fuck all. So here's me complaining and bitching about, oh, I was an addict once, oh, I experienced this, oh, I suffered. So fucking what? Do something about it then. You're going to sit here pissing and moaning for the rest of your life? Or are you going to do something about it? And it's only you that can change you. There is no God. There is no Jesus. There is no Allah. There is no Judas. Like there is no Joshua. Like no one's going to come and save you. The government isn't going to give you a pill. The government wants to destroy you. The government is going to kill people. It already has. It continues to do so. The government wants to control and manipulate people. So did the World Economic Forum. Like you just see, or like all of these wars. Do you think these things are happening just because people, like these people, like these things are happening because it's destroying society. But it's down to you as the individual to stop it. And people go, well, how do you stop it? Don't buy into it. Don't buy into it. If you don't like something, stop buying it, stop watching it, stop consuming it. And when you stop doing these things and you take the time to go within because you think you're living, you're not, you're just existing. You're an NPC. You're a non-player character. If you play video games and you see these characters are just walking around in life. And, you know, you punch him in the face and he'll just carry on. Like, that's you. That's that's literally 70% of, of human beings right now. I was one of them. I was exactly the same. But what I did is I took responsibility and I went, what the hell am I doing? All of these people that killed themselves, they couldn't take this human experience because it, it is tough sometimes. It is tough. But remember this, you are the creator. You are the Christ. You are the Allah. 
You are the Joshua. You are. You are. That's who you are. Whether you believe in religion or not, I am not preaching. I'm just telling you the truth. You are. I'm not religion. I couldn't care less about religions. I kind of studied religious, you know, religious texts, and I, I, I've got the Quran here. I've got the twelve-step program. I've got the Bible. I've read like different, you know. I, I was taught by a Buddhist monk, and the only thing I take from it is that there is one God. We are everything. Unconditional love is the only thing that's gonna that's gonna change things. But you're the person that has to do it. That's it. No one's going to come and save you. It's all in every single religious text on the planet. The world tells you. There are people telling you. I'm telling you. There are influence out there that tell you. It's your ignorance. It's your fear. It's your ego that doesn't allow you to see it. Some people will never see it. Some people will. And hopefully, if you are the person that wants to see it, that wants to discover, that wants to find out more, do the work. Do the work. Stop pissing and moaning. Stop surrounding yourself with, with, with those kind of individuals. And you will start to see that you will shine. And the people you surround yourself with will change. Because when you start to seek a higher level of consciousness, you naturally find higher level of consciousness individuals. Nothing changes if nothing changes. I hope you've enjoyed today. I hope you've got something from today. I know sometimes I can sound harsh, but that's not, I'm just being honest. I'm just being very real. And I've had to have these conversations with myself. So nothing that I'm telling you is anything that I haven't experienced myself. I haven't said these things to myself. I haven't had to discover these things myself. And believe me, I'm still discovering. I'm still finding areas where I have to go, come on, Alex, you can do better. Do better than this. Because it's only me. My wife holds me accountable. I hold her accountable. We do that for each other. Because when you start to surround yourself with, with individuals that want to be better, they're going to hold you accountable. They're not going to buy into your bullshit. They're not going to pat you in the back. Like you see these fucking groups where people are crying and complaining about life. Oh, white supremacy. And it's a white person degrading who they are. Now, if you wake up and you truly realize who they are, color means nothing. It means nothing. You're, we're all the same. But what these things do, it just creates more hate, more frustration, more division, you know, more, more anger, more dying. And this is what we're doing. And then people wonder, you know, why is the world so bad? Well, it's because it's your fault. You're the one doing it. Stop buying into this bullshit. Oh, but we have to fight. No, you don't. You don't have to fight for anything. What you have to do is create. Because when you create, things change. If you're fighting something, you're just going to fight with the same energy. You are never going to create anything differently. So in order for things to change, you have to change. And I hope that you do because you deserve it. You are great. You are fantastic. You are phenomenal. Trust me. I've discovered this over, you know, the 43 years that I've been alive. And I will continue to discover more as I continue to live this incredible life. 
and I will continue to share more. And I hope that you enjoy it. And I hope that you share this because the more you share, the more it helps, the more it helps others. And my goal is to reach, you know, millions of people with this so that millions and millions and millions of us, eventually billions, can wake up, we can come together, we can unify as humanity. And we can start to build things differently because at the moment, things are, people are building things for us that we don't want, but we don't have a choice because we think we don't. But actually we do because if we don't buy into it and we say, no, thank you, I'm good, I'm going to do this for myself with my community, then these people have no choice. And if there is tens and hundreds and thousands and eventually millions and then eventually billions of us, the hundred people that control everything don't have a leg to stand on. Have an amazing day and I'll see you in the next episode. Take care. Thanks for listening. And if you want to find out more about how you can overcome issues caused by mental health, go to alexdasilva.co.uk. That's www.alxdasilva.co.uk. See you on the next one. Be great, be fantastic, and be absolutely phenomenal. Take care.